Hello and welcome to the Mind Body Soul for Moms podcast. My name is Ashleen from the Online Village for Moms and thank you for being here. We're going to have guests on this podcast and we'll be talking about all things real, raw and honest about motherhood, mum's overall well-being, the various experiences that mums go through, what has helped them, their struggles, triumphs, offers of hope and healing, and basically anything that will help mums feel whole. Hope you enjoy, and I'll see you at the end. So today on the podcast, we have Claire Hackett, Mommy McMumface. And Claire, I met you recently at the Mothers Matter event. How are you? I'm not doing too bad. Um, just gearing up for the bedtime mayhem. You know the school yourself. Yeah, yeah. School holiday fun as well. <laughs> Into oh, the mix. Yes. Oh, yeah. Claire, um, thank you for being on the podcast today. As you know, we're doing this podcast for raising awareness for mums really about their mind, body, soul and to see how we can help mums to get in touch with themselves, become the best version of themselves that they can be, be aware of everything that's going on and you know what, just get rid of that perfection trap. We just want to get real and talk about real issues, real motherhood experiences and that is absolutely something that I love about your blog. You just keep it real. So do you want to tell us a bit about the blog? Uh, yes, Mummy McMumface. You know, it's really bad, Ashleen. I couldn't even tell you how long it's running. It's over a year anyway. Um, I started it because I had been posting on my own personal Facebook and a few people had said to me, oh, you know, you should start a blog. And I thought, really? Do people really care what I have to say? But what I had been posting was, again, the real side of motherhood, I suppose, and hopefully with a humorous slant every now and again. I mean, yeah. when a child poops on your back doormat, if you don't laugh, you cry, right? Um, so <laughs> I had tortured myself trying to, you know, be the perfect mother, um, yeah. and really did, you know, a number of my mental health, you know, trying to achieve these impossible standards that I had set for myself. And as much as social media is a really great tool for connecting us and for learning, especially through motherhood, it can also, it's a double-edged sword. Because yeah. it also can, you know, nobody, well, apart from me, <laughs> posts bad <laughs> things. Everybody, it's a showreel. And it can make yeah. you feel lacking out there that motherhood's hard. Um, and we're all doing the best that we can. And I just hoped that other people seeing somebody else going through it and knowing that they weren't alone would make a difference to them and their experience. And yeah. And it's that's why clear. Yeah. And I say, and I know you've got, you've got on your, um, on the description of your Mummy McMumface blog, that it's a sort of blog about the highs and lows of motherhood, often opinionated, sometimes witty. And I have to say, Claire, I think you're very witty. I think you deliver it just brilliantly. It's what every mother's thinking, what everyone wants to hear. So thank you for keeping it real. And um, definitely very, very hilarious. And uh, what have you found in the response to putting the blog out there? What has the feedback been like, Claire, from other mums? What have they got from it? One very early on, actually, actually after one of my first posts, a local mum had messaged me to say that it had been hugely important for her to read it. And I was like, oh my God, you know, it actually affected an actual person. Yeah. Um, 
but not just words on the screen. Yeah. Exactly. I kind of forget. And that's, you know, I do Facebook lives and things and I don't mind doing them because I can forget that there's people out there actually watching it. Um, yeah. But I hear that. And a few times um, I had postnatal depression after the birth of my third. And mm -hmm. I posted about that. And after that, again, I had a few messages come through from mums. Um, and I think as well, whenever there's maybe somebody who is quite vocal and mm -hmm. sort of suppose seems confident, whatever, and they get hit by postnatal depression, it was good for other mums to see that and read that and see that it can happen to anybody. And, um, okay. and I'm not postnatal depression, <laughs> but lovely whenever, you know, it does sort of strike a chord with somebody. Exactly. And that's what it's about, isn't it? It's about getting through, breaking through all the usual so social media stuff where it is just like perfect this, perfect picture this and just saying, look, behind the scenes, this is what the reality of it is actually like. And it's OK. Yes, exactly. So um, so then you have three children, Claire. So yes. they're mentioned they're mentioned in the blog from time to time under various names. So. Then, yes, and you might even hear them in the background now because they, they, <laughs> their time in this house is just never straightforward. But yes, my eldest is called James and he is eight. And then I have Matthew, who I would often refer to as Captain Chaos because that is just exactly what he is. And he will be six at the start of September. And then Nina is about two and a half at the minute. Um, so that's my three. Um, yeah, hands full. And of course, of course, that Daddy McDad face as well. I like how you refer to him as well. Well, I don't know. Can't name him. We'll just stick with the code name in that one. We'll just stick with so the here, Yeah. So here, Claire, tell me. To see Mothers Matter, that was a fantastic event. It really was well put on. You had so many people there in your stalls and your speakers and various different displays. It was very interactive. You had the parents able to come and go, full family, prams, push chairs, you name it. It was a really great event. What brought that event about? Why did, why did you decide to go ahead with that event? Oh, this could be a long one, Ashley, because really I need to go back probably about eight years to when I first became a mother. And just the transformation that that brought about in my life. I'm definitely not the same person now that I was before I had children. Um, over the years, I have learned the importance of having other women around me. And when I first became a mother, oh my goodness, I'm sure all mums will identify with it. The fact that you have so much advice and opinion coming at you from everywhere all the time. And it's so hard to sift through all that. Um, and I, I find that that kind of drowned out my maternal instinct a wee bit, if that makes sense. There was so much noise coming externally that it took me probably a good six months before I learned how to listen to my own gut for yeah. mothering. Um, and I never thought I'd be a go-to-groups kind of a mum. And I actually went to the breastfeeding group for the first time when James was about seven or eight months because I thought, well, I can't keep feeding him when I go back to work. I went to the group to learn how to wean him. Well, obviously yeah. didn't. Um, yeah. But I met a, a girl, a woman there, and we just clicked. You know, sometimes that just happened. Um, and the way I describe it is she's like my sister from another mister. Even though she doesn't live up here anymore, she lives in the south. She's, you know, just one of those people that, you know, you'll always be in contact with. But meeting her, she was the first sort of new friend that I had made since becoming a mum. Mm -hmm. And sort of it gave me the confidence then to go forward and meet other women like the two of us discovered baby wearing together and through that we met another group of mums and we were really tight um, and I learned so much from them um, 
about parenting, about mothering. Um, and it just, it really did transform my life. It gave me sort of the ability to trust myself, um, which I had struggled with at the start. Because I think once you have those people around you that really get you and understand you, it gives you that freedom to kind of find yourself. That was really the motivation behind Mothers Matter because over the years I have really come to see the importance of having other women around us to learn from and to reassure us. And um, often I think there's maybe not a lot of value placed on mothering. And nowadays mm -hmm. there's so much pressure on us to have it all, in inverted commas, um, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. And so that's, again, where Mothers Matter came from. It was to open up a conversation around how challenging it can be to be a mother in modern society and the things that mothers need support-wise. And it's nothing mm -hmm. fancy. It's just somebody sometimes to sit and look you in the eye and just tell you you're doing good and you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the other bit as well. I notice when you say that it's to sit and look you in the eye. It's not just the social yeah. media connection. You need that no. real face to face, one on one conversation sometimes too, don't you? You really so, do. Yeah. yeah. And um, um, you're still. Oh. Yeah. No, through work, I had been running a wee peer support breastfeeding group, and that was the biggest thing. It was a huge. I'll never forget it. It was a big learning thing for me was because a lot of the times I left feeling like I hadn't helped the women when actually all that they had needed was somebody to sit and look them in the eye and just say, I know how you feel and it will be okay. Yeah. Um, and it's, that was probably the main trigger actually for getting Mother's Matter finally off the ground mm -hmm. was just really seeing how valuable it is to women that yes. um, peer support and parenthood, basically, you know, yeah. somebody else who has been there and can just reassure you that it's going to be okay. And do you think in doing that, Claire, because remember you said earlier on that it took about six months for you to really listen to your own inner mothering intuition. So by having somebody there providing that reassurance and saying, listen, you're doing a good job. It's going to be OK. Does that help the moms then to rely on their own inner knowledge more so than seeking out opinions? I think so, because I, th well, I know personally, I suppose this is anecdotal, but for me, it was the lot of information people saying, oh, you should do this. Oh, that baby shouldn't be doing that. They should be in their own bed by now. Oh, if you're still breastfeeding. And it's opinion coming at you. And it, like I say, drowns out your inner voice. Doesn't so if you just sit yeah. to a mother and sort of give her space to think through things for herself, mm -hmm. um, that's, the, that's the difference, I think. Doesn't <laughs> And it's so, so true. As soon as you have a baby, everybody has an opinion. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be the, the guy down in the corner shop. Even he's got an opinion about what you could and should be doing at that particular point in time. Or, And that's well-meaning. Yeah. It's often really, really well-intentioned. But as you say, it's too much. It's conflicting. And if it does drown out that inner voice, you can lose your confidence with that as well, can't you? You really can. And again, something that I'm passionate about is just what you said there about conflicting advice. Mm -hmm. That was the thing that I found really hard because I was breastfeeding and, you know, you're told to breastfeed on demand and all this. But then somebody else is their baby in a routine and your mm -hmm. mom who parented you 30 years before did things slightly differently. And she thinks that's the way it should be done. And your mother-in-law did something else. Yeah. And for me, um, over the years, finding out about evidence-based information mm -hmm. was a eureka moment because... I think if you give people information rather than advice. Yeah, they can decide for exactly. themselves. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, with the right information. So you had a lot of people at your Mother's Matter event and some really great speakers. It was really lovely. So well done putting that together. Um, will there be more Mother's Matter, do you think? Yes. <laughs> I'm hoping Emma's not going to be cross with me for saying that. But yes, the response yeah. has been overwhelmingly positive and we're delighted. Um, mm -hmm. Because again, it was actually quite a last minute. Yeah, let's just do this. Because yeah. um, the girls from Belfast Baby Company are the same you know, cut from the same cloth as me, just we believe in the same things. Yeah. Um, so the fact that it was well received, we were delighted. So we're looking at, I'm not going to say too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Currently looking at a venue to have another one in maybe November time, somewhere okay. else in Northern Ireland. That'd be um, great. Because again, it tends to happen in Belfast. So we're going to give the rest of the North a bit of a rest. Yeah. On to your... If you did have another Mother's Matter, who would you want to bring to it? Would it just be for new mums, do you think? No, we would. Well, we see that as kind of preaching to the choir because mothers know mm -hmm. <laughs> what it's like. Ideally, yeah. we would love this um, word to get out that actually this is a community event because yeah. mothers need that community of support around them. So we want partners. We want you know grannies. We want to get the message out to as many people as possible about what mothering is like. Um, mm -hmm. the realities of it and what the community and society as large can do to help mothers because mothers are the cornerstone of society and if yeah. we're not supporting mothers the mothers can't support their children um, okay. and it's a knock-on effect it benefits everybody so that would that's what we would love to see happening brilliant and that is exactly the same ethos here at the online village for moms and you know, it's just going to knock an effect to generations to come if we can support everybody around us. It's liberating, I think, to be able to speak so openly and honestly about what it's really like and give everybody permission to do the same. So it's a great thing you're doing. So keep at it. Keep at it. Well, because actually at the Mother's Matter, it was lovely to see the parent panel. Um, was the fact just that the women did open up so freely, which I hadn't expected because they hadn't met each other before. Some of them hadn't met me before. And it was a public forum, yeah. um, but there were birth trauma was discussed and mental health and the women. It was just it was lovely to see. But again, like you say, it's that permission. Once yeah. somebody sticks their head above the parapet kind of mm -hmm. and gets the conversation going, women want to talk about this. Doesn't it? I think. It's changing the conversation, changing the culture by changing the conversation. That's what we have to do, isn't it? It's got to start somewhere. So trickle effect and, uh, yeah, just give mothers the chance to say what it's really like, not what they think other people want them to talk about or what society expects them to put forward to the world as if they're coping better than they are when actually most people behind the doors are having a bad time from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. this here podcast what we're going to do Claire is we're looking at mind body and soul so either from a mother's matter point of view or from your point of view what do you think is a really important thing for mums from a, a mind point of view I think it's um again not having taboos where mums can feel free to talk about however they're feeling I mean so many times I will hear from mums that they're afraid to say that they're not coping because they're afraid of social services they're afraid mm -hmm. of what's going to happen, you know, that people will see them as not fit to look after their children. And there is a lot of pressure to be seen as, you know, spinning all these plates and coping brilliantly. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not good for our mental health. That's not good for our minds. And so the more we talk about this mm -hmm. and the more women feel that they can talk about it, 
um, and other people understand, um, I think that's going to be really important for the mind. And again, I know um, with the postnatal depression after Nina, mm-hmm. I fought that. Um, I first went to the doctor, I think, in May and just decided, no, I don't have postnatal depression. Life's just hard. I just need to suck it up. Um, I'm just a crap mother. I just need to get on with it. And it was only when gradually I started to feel like I didn't want to be on this planet anymore. And that actually, you know, these ones would be better off if I wasn't here. Mm -hmm. Um, That thankfully there was still enough of me left inside to go, no, that's not right. And to go and look about help. Um, but again, and I value mental health as much as physical health, so I went to the doctor. Gotcha. Claire, how did it feel after you spoke to the doctor? What sort of things helped you to feel like yourself again? Well, the first time I went to the doctor, Nina was about five months old, and I kind of knew that things weren't right. Um, and the doctor did actually give me a prescription for sort of a two-week starter of antidepressants, but mm-hmm. I read the possible side effects and I was like, oh, well, it's James's birthday in a couple of weeks. I don't want to be worse for that. And then it's the summer holidays. So, oh, I don't really want to be worse for that either. And sure, I'm not really depressed. You know, it's just life's hard. I just need to suck it up and be better. Um, so I didn't take them. And things didn't get better. Things just got worse. Um and it culminated then in the November time. Um, there was a weekend and I just broke down and couldn't stop crying. And um, thankfully my husband was here and he had sort of been saying all along he could see it where I couldn't. And I went. I knew I had to go back to the doctor because I had got to the stage where I would be doing my family a favour by not being here because my husband would meet somebody else and be happier. Um, he'd maybe get financial help. Oh, the family would rally round and the children would be much better because they'd have a happier family life. And I mean, and I truly believe that. But mm-hmm. thankfully, there was enough of me left to know that that wasn't right. Um, and my husband, had he had seen it the whole time, but I wouldn't listen to him. I just thought, oh, isn't that so convenient for you that I'd be depressed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it really does a number on, it warps your thinking. That's so I went to the GP and... Um, because I'd been in before and sort of, I suppose they were expecting me, um, I agreed to start on a course of antidepressants. And there wasn't like a eureka moment, like the sun breaking through the clouds and like I felt all happy and, you know, like a Disney movie. Yep. It was just, you know, a few weeks later where I was trying to get them out to school. And that's always a nightmare. And where ordinarily I would have lost my SH1T and I ended up a crying mess, feeling just worthless and useless. You know, mm-hmm. I dealt with it and it was, I sort of went, oh, Oh hello, that was different. <laughs> and I really let the sort of I was coming back to myself again. And um the way sort of the depression nearly felt to me was if anybody remembers Lost and the big black smoke monster. And it was just mm-hmm. like that had slowly and insidiously worked its way in and changed my brain. Mm-hmm. Um but the antidepressants, it was like a, a boat sailing out of a fog. It wasn't yeah. a moment of clarity, it was just slowly like, oh, okay. Um, And actually, when they did kick in and take effect, and I realized actually how long I hadn't been myself. And I mean, I'm talking probably maybe from after Matthew was born, the seeds had been sown. Um, And so while medication isn't for everybody, um, and I actually did do a course of cognitive behavioral therapy years ago, which was amazing. One of the best things I ever did. 
and I use yeah. the techniques all the time, but mm -hmm. I was too far gone um, to use the techniques. So the antidepressants sort of cleared the fog enough for me to be able to use the techniques that I had learned from the CBT. Um, and yeah, that was... You need that, don't you? You need to take the edge off sometime. And I found that myself going through it was um, if you are, as you say, too far gone, you just need something to level you back to a position where you can start to implement the strategies. They're great having them, but medication yeah. has a too, doesn't it? Um, well, it was like somebody had said to me, if you were diabetic, you wouldn't say, oh, no, I don't want insulin. I want to be strong and I want to just get through this. You know, no, it's a chemical imbalance in your body that medication can help with. Exactly. Um, if you have an um, you're not going to turn down your antibiotics if that's what you need to get better so no, it yeah. definitely has its place and you know it is as you say all the things that it was telling you that can be the depression talking and telling mm -hmm. you lies as opposed to what is actually really you and isn't it interesting that you said your husband saw it before you did there's a few moms I've been speaking to recently and they felt the same thing mm -hmm. it's, you're sometimes the last to know aren't you Yes, and I think a lot of it as well is because we don't want to see it. No. You know, it does take you over and you can't see, but there's so much of it. I know for me, um, burying my head in the sand and not wanting it to be depression, mm -hmm. like it was a weakness, like there was something wrong with me. Exactly. Um, when it wasn't, it was out of my control. Exactly. And we judge ourselves so unfairly, don't we, when actually all you need is that little bit of extra help and support and then as you yeah, say, yeah, because well, when I when I did have, get the diagnosis and I didn't want to tell anybody and I didn't want anybody to know. And yet mm -hmm. through my sort of dealing with other women, I would always say to them, there's no shame in that. Um, and I do mm -hmm. truly believe mental health is no different to our physical health, you know, mm -hmm. importance wise and taking help. Mm -hmm. And so I had to give myself a kick up of the bum and say, no, why are you embarrassed about this? And I sort of made myself talk about it. Yeah. Um, and and was it that was, Sorry. Was it liberating doing that? Was it was it freeing you being able to say, hey, you know, this is what's happened to me and be okay about talking about it? Was that easy or? It was. I think it's like anything. It, it sort of takes the power away from the situation a bit. Yeah. Um, um, well, Claire, thanks so much for talking about that because it's such an important topic. I mean, it's something that's not as frequently discussed as I think it should be. And hopefully other moms listen to this who are feeling anything similar to what you've been through, that they can recognize that within themselves and go and seek that support because it's nothing to be ashamed of. Sure, it's not. It is only there to help you, yeah. support you and help you become the best version of yourself that you deserve to be and make life a bit easier for yourself, taking whatever help that you need. So thanks so much for, just, for sharing your experience on that. No problem at all, Ashley. So, Claire, the other thing that we're talking about in this podcast, we've got mind, we've done that, body and soul. So body, I think from a mum's point of view, pelvic health is something that we don't talk about enough. It's something that we shy away from but it can be a real issue and you know it can really affect a, a woman's state of mind as well so thankfully we've got a few physiotherapists lined up who are specialists in the area and they're going to be telling us all about the pelvic health and the things we need to know do you think that's something that mothers would be interested in on the podcast absolutely Ashley. i think it's something that we really do and again i mentioned taboos i mean 
what's more taboo than a vagina? <laughs> no, right. Nobody wants to talk about it. Just pretend. I'll happy drop the V-bomb, Ashley. I don't mind. Um, <laughs> um, I actually had, whenever I was running the breastfeeding group with work, um, a pelvic health physio came in to talk to the mums and they loved it. And I think a few of them actually did follow up and go to see Laura. And I myself went and I talked about it on my blog. I think I managed to talk live for 45 minutes about it. Very good. There you are. I could have you come the <laughs> <laughs> But it was really worth doing because, um, again, I just was of the notion that, you know, I've had three babies, I'm going to leak. But that's yeah. not the case. I, I, um, I thought that was expected too. And then the physios are going, you know, this doesn't, this isn't the thing, but that's just what goes around. Everybody says, oh, that's what happens when you have babies. You can't jump on the trampoline anymore. You can't do any of this, but actually it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> Who knew? Um, and then lastly, Claire, I just want to talk about the soul. What, what do you think? we could talk about in relation to mums and this from a soul point of view. What do you think that means to you? To me personally, I felt after my eldest was born that I kind of stripped away layers like an onion is the best way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like I had been living my life to that point about what society expected of me, what my family expected of me, the kind of person mm-hmm. I thought I should be. And when I became a mother and eventually learned to listen to that inner voice and uh, James just meant everything to me and there just wasn't the time for those falsities anymore. Um, And I really got to know myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that makes sense to anybody else. But I I was always quite, I am a bit, believe it or not, a bit of an introvert and you know, going out and I know strange people. Uh, and I think um, becoming a mother just gave me a bit of confidence to get out there because motherhood is something we all, so many of us, such a large proportion of the population will have in common. Um, and it's given me a bit more confidence, I suppose, to go out and meet other people. And some of the connections that I have made have just, I mean, the best way I can describe it is that, you know, they feed my soul. They really yeah. do. These women just, you know, that care and just can look in your eyes and know and just get you. And yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. And it's so simple. You know, that it's just I, humans aren't meant to human on their own. Mm. Mothers are definitely mm. not meant to mother on their own. No. And just it. that connection. connection is huge. Yeah. Isn't it? And what you're saying about sort of reconnecting to the person that you actually are inside. I mean, I get that. It's almost like you are living a prescripted life up until the point when you have kids. And then it's like, okay, now what do I do? Society has told me what I should be doing up until now. It's like, who who am I really? Who was I the whole time? And as time goes on, I think you do realize that. But that can be a bit unnerving at the beginning. So, yeah, if any of it new mums are in there going through that it's it's something that happens and uh hopefully through this platform and mothers matter and other platforms out there mums can start to realize that actually we're more similar than we are different and it's coming together and sharing and supporting each other absolutely so claire thank you so much i really appreciate you being on the podcast and um yeah really looking forward to speaking to you again soon and uh Shall we see more of you on the Mummy McMumface blog soon? Yes, um, yes, probably. Um, hopefully with news of more Mothers Matter. 
So thank you very much for having me on, Ashley. I really enjoyed it. Excellent. You've been great, Claire. Thank you very much. All right. See you soon. Bye. Thanks, Ashley. Bye. Isn't Claire just amazing? She is just wonderful telling her story. So real, so honest, so helpful to other mums. Claire, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing that with us all. And if anybody wants to find out more from Claire, please look up her blog, Mummy McMumface. She is on Instagram and on Facebook as well. So follow her on social media and keep your eye out for Mothers Matter because it sounds like we'll be seeing more of that. And thank goodness. So join them where you can. It is going to be wonderful. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.